Everyone has an interesting story to tell, and I want to share them with the world. I am your host, Mr. Minigolf, and this is my show, Par for the Course. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Par for the Course. Last week we heard from Brent Basham talk about his podcasting career and the creation of the booming podcasting platform, Podit. This week we are diving into the story of Tanner Beard, an actor, producer, and fellow competitor on Season 2 of Holy Moly With Me. We are also on the same episode, so you'll have to tune into the episode releasing on June 18th at 8-7 Central on ABC to find out how we did. Tanner is also the co-founder of the Mammoth Film Festival, the fastest growing film festival in the world. I urge you to check it out at mammothfilmfestival.org. There are a lot of great activities leading up to the festival for 2021, including a fall celebrity golf outing in LA. Come hang out and play with the exceptional Tanner Beard and yours truly, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Minigolf. The sponsors of this episode for Par for the Course are Night Sports USA, the creators of the fantastic Night Sports 7-Color Spectrum Light Activated Golf Ball, which changes the night game of golf and mini-golf alike. Another sponsor of the show is Swingtime Germantown, my favorite mini-golf course in all of Wisconsin. Experience it for yourself and be amazed. Our next sponsor is Jackpot, the traveling and charitable mini-golf hole-in-one skills contest where you always putt for dough. Lastly, we have minigolfreviews.com, one of the largest mini-golf websites in the world with tons of great mini-golf content. With over 5 million views to date, will you be part of the largest mini-golf empire out there? Now on to the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the show, Par for the Course with Mr. Mini-Golf. Today I have a very special guest who I met out in L.A. Um, as one of the competitors on Holy Moly. We'll be getting uh, into that uh, as a special episode, but uh, please welcome uh, Tanner Beard. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so Tanner is uh, is an actor, and he's also the uh, co-founder of the Mammoth Film Festival. So tonight, I really want to get into the behind-the-scenes details and how that all got started, and how you know uh, your acting career took off. So um, it'd be really interesting to hear all that information from you tonight. So yeah, go ahead and take it away. Let's hear what you got to say. Yeah, well, thank you, man, for having me. Um, obviously, uh, being on Holy Moly is a pretty exciting thing, and uh, excited to see our episodes and uh, and watch the craziness unfold. It's been a lot of fun to watch so far. So thanks again for having me. But uh, and I apologize for the dings and the buzzes. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna try to put my phone in airplane mode real quick. Maybe that'll uh, that'll save some some, some time from the dings and buzzes up there. But man, well, you gotta uh, yeah, remember that Tanner is a, a very popular person. Knows a lot of great people. So I mean. If he, if he can't control the dings, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for that at all. More of a, a not knowing my technology well enough to shut it off. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, the Mammoth Film Festival has um, been something that kind of started off as a, as a smaller idea. And before you knew it, and, you know, by the grace of the man upstairs, uh, probably became the fastest growing film festival in the nation. Um, we were the first, the biggest first year festival ever created back in 2018. And I think we were, man, as fate would have it, um, the last film festival to go in 2020 
was right around uh, the uh, beginning of March when we started. And, you know, by March 13th, I think a lot of people were at home. Um, so we're really grateful for that, uh, just to have had that experience before, you know, we, we really got a, a real dose of, of what's going on. Um, but if you want to check us out, it's mammothfilmfestival.org. We, uh, God, I, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many exciting things going on. Uh, check out our videos on Instagram. There's so much great film education that we're bringing to people that normally wouldn't get it. And, and you don't have to be, you know, uh, a, a, an aspiring filmmaker to take away a lot from Mammoth Film Festival. We have a lot of just fun entertainment and we take our sports really serious, man. We have a celebrity charity bowling tournament that really kicked off us being able to um, spread the word of our nonprofit organization through sporting activities, which has just been a lot of fun. We even have, you know, people like Tony Hawk, Dennis Rodman, Rebel Wilson playing in the 2020 video. Uh, which comes out, I believe, in a week or, or so. So just awesome. know mid-June we'll have the bowling video for everybody. Uh, be looking forward to that. And uh, it's a film festival by filmmakers for filmmakers. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun, but there's a lot of great other, you know, entertainment values that you can take from it. We have a golf tournament that we do uh, that's a lot of fun. Please check that out. But all that stuff's highlighted on our webpage. And uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff. A lot of great videos there. Yeah, I mean, uh, with Tanner and me competing uh, on the show, you know, we, we, we talked a bit about that. And, you know, we're going to see about getting jackpot up out there for the, for that. And Got to get jackpot out there, man. Have some yeah. fun. And, you know, uh, have some uh, awesome uh, putting competitions and basically make a holy moly season three just on our own, right? There you go. Season three before season three starts. That's what we'll do. Exactly. You get um, exclusive with us. Yeah, and, uh, I guess to answer the, the question about, um, you know, being an actor and the businessman, it was like just something I came out here to kind of set out to do. It's something if I'm if I'm able to make one or two you know projects a year, I'm very happy with that. You know, I have so much other stuff that I like about the entertainment business, but acting takes the cake. It's just the funnest thing you can do on the planet, and what really got me into it. But acting led me into producing other movies, led me to learn that it's you know I don't mind picking up a pen and writing a, a feature film. I'm actually. Uh, in Mammoth Lakes right now, behind me at this computer, and writing a new script. I haven't even written a new script in two, two three years, you know. Uh, so that's one good thing about uh, the quarantine. But uh, acting definitely led the charge for all that. I've been doing it for roughly 15 years or so now. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to say uh, anything about, like, as far as accolades go. Like, we just had a movie come out called We Summon the Darkness. And it's feel like that's come and gone already. It's like, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, we saw in the darkness. That was a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it's ancient. <laughs> you know, when uh, you're used to having a lot more bigger um, press outlets and stuff, we really had to do a lot of th these kind of communications and stuff. But it's a great film. Check it out. It's called We Summon the Darkness. Just came out last month. And uh, it's streaming everywhere. So check it out. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, man, um, that's, that's the... Uh, kind of the acting on the film festival in a nutshell. Yeah. So, so you said you started acting about 15 years ago. How, what did you do to get into acting? Where were you originally from? Um, you know, how did you make that transition to go out to LA? Um, you know, what was your first uh, major role that you were, that you were in, you know, like what was your, you know, how'd you get your first break, all that kind of stuff too. I think that would be great to, to hear from you as well. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm from Snyder, Texas, home of the white buffalo, as it were. Um, so I got really lucky, man. When I was 16 years old, uh, that summer going into my junior year, sophomore year, I can't remember, but 
um, there was a movie that, that shot in my hometown of Snyder, Texas called Grand Champion. And I just kind of went up to the production offices. I heard there was a movie being shot in town. I grew up in a town of 8,000 people. It's not a big place. Like you can kind of go home and do anything. But um, I went and just, just put myself out there, dude. I just applied. Uh, you know, I had a, a big ego when I was a lot younger, I guess, come, you know, being in Snyder. And it was just like, all right, you can do anything. You know, you can do anything you set your mind to here, right? That's kind of what that town kind of taught me, which is uh, lovely for that. But I went up and I was just like, hey, you know, I'm a 16-year-old kid. I got a car. I'd love to be a part of this movie somehow. And it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, sure, kid, come on. Uh, you know, it's me kind of showing up like a few days in a row. I think they were kind of like, all right, kid, I'll tell you what, you go and you take the DP to go scout the park. He's like, oh, yeah, because I knew where everything was in town. I just got my driver's license. But that movie, you know, starred Julia Roberts, Bruce Willis, Natalie Maines of the Dixie Chicks. Like all these movie stars were coming mm -hmm. to my hometown and I had the ability to be behind the scenes. I eventually worked my way up to uh, being a part of the camera department. And, and then as it were, my first acting role, I guess I could say is, you know, the director came up and he's like, Hey, look, we're, you know, we're, it's Snyder, Texas. You're kind of running short of people sometimes, but he's like, Hey, look, you go put on this costume and you go play this guy who's riding a giant four wheeler with a cow head on it. And I'm like, this is like the coolest thing I'd ever heard. Mm -hmm. you know? Like I get to come, I get to be in a movie. Are you kidding me? You can't see my face cause I'm all covered up in this costume, but I'm like, this is amazing. So I caught the bug, I think, immediately. Uh, and I had been making little movies in my backyard with just like the home video camera since I was a kid, you know, and maybe that was kind of the real jumping off point, so to speak. But I caught the bug with this movie when I was 16. Uh, I started a, a television program in my high school and just, you know, one thing led to another. And I was playing golf during this time and I actually uh, set golf down and focused on my, mm -hmm. you know, what I thought was going to be the longevity of my career. I wanted to be a PGA tour professional. You know, that was like, as a youngster, I was like, that's all I wanted to do until I fell in love with movies, television, movie making, acting, you name it. So, uh, continue to play golf a little bit, but I jumped into the theater programs. We started a, a movie, you know, television studio at our school, which I got to head up. And before you know it, man, I was 18 and I just, you know, was trying to study everything I could starting to watch, you know, great movies, understanding what that meant. I went to the New York Film Academy at Universal Studios directly after high school. Uh, I did a little bit of college while I was in high school, but pretty much just went straight to a conservatory. And that brought me to Los Angeles, where you know I just kind of did this for a few <laughs> years. And then about 22, 23, um, I kind of just started writing. I was like, look, I've always written movies. I've never considered myself a writer, but I've always written movies so I could be in them. And then I've always learned how to direct them so I could be in them. And then I always learned how to produce them so I could be in them. And before you knew it, I had taken acting, had taught me how to do all these different things. Because where I grew up, if you wanted to make and be in a movie, you had to make it yourself. So it's like, or if you wanted to act in a movie, you had to make it yourself. So I learned all these traits kind of accidentally and I hated them. <laughs> I was like, I hated having to do all this other work just so I could do what I loved. But then I learned that I loved all of it. And, uh, and I think, that when I got to LA was something it took me a little while to learn and develop and craft those skills. But before you know it, man, I was starting a production company by 2008. I graduated in 2003 and you know, I'm, I'm making movies, I'm producing movies and, and I'm still on the grind of the acting grind, like going in to the cattle call auditions in Hollywood, but on the flip side, still keeping the, I wouldn't let Hollywood dictate if I was going to work or not. So I started just creating stuff on my own. And with that, 
have continued to build. And not that I wouldn't go do a studio movie and love to be working with Disney and that's what you do is the job. It never stopped me from creating an independent platform, which is Silver Cell Entertainment. And that led me into going to being a complete film festival rat, you know, which is why I kind of have my love for film festivals, why we started Mammoth. Um, and just, you know, getting to participate in Venice and Cannes Film Festival, been to Sundance, competed in all of the big film festivals in the world, got to cherry pick those things and kind of led me to um, where I'm at now, man. So that was kind of the jumping off point. And I guess one of my favorite roles I've ever been able to, to do was uh, uh, there's a movie called Six Bullets to Hell, which is a total European spaghetti Western. <laughs> but um, just the evolution of this movie, the way it came together was so crazy. It was this crazy low budget movie we did in Spain. And it's on the sets of Good and the Bad and the Ugly, Once Upon a Time in the West. So you're getting to shoot on these sets that you know Clint Eastwood and Sergio Leone made famous. And they're still there, man. And they look just like they used to. So you're, like, you're walking through the same saloon doors. And I just got really caught up in that movie. It was crazy to be shooting in a different country. It's a whole different set of rules. We wind up taking over the film with my production company and, and bringing it to America. And it's kind of become this cult classic you can get on DVD. But uh, that's probably my favorite role is playing Bobby Durango, the villain, in that movie. And then co-directing it with my cousin, uh, Russell. Uh, which is crazy to get to do. And he plays a character in it and he's fantastic in the movie. And we just kind of, it's like, it's like we survived that, that picture in Spain and brought it to America. And it's a very special thing, but I don't even know if you can see it digitally right now. You might have to uh, order it on DVD, but it's becoming kind of this kind of cult classic uh, Western spaghetti Western film. It's very much Robert Rodriguez Tarantino style uh, dubbed over and everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man, that, that's awesome. I mean, if you're going to order the DVD, you probably got to order a DVD player at this point, too, because I don't yeah, know how many people got that's those anymore. Thing, man. It's like it used to be on the digital platform, uh, I think, when it first came out, but it's, it's like this cult DVD thing. It's like killing. You can buy it at Walmart and stuff like that or Amazon, but people are watching it, and I get a lot of response. And they're like, this is incredible. I can't believe Like, this movie looks like it came from 1968, and nobody's ever seen it, you know? Uh, but it was obviously made recently. So that was just a lot of fun to do. It's not necessarily the biggest role I've ever had. In fact, it's one of the smaller ones. But the camaraderie, uh, Ken Lucky and Chris, Crispy and Belfrage and, and Russell Cummings, all of us got so close during that movie and, uh, and kind of made it happen. We were like the, uh, the unsung heroes. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so um, do you have any, like, really cool, like, behind-the-scenes stories of any times you were on set, like, stuff that people would never really uh... – know about or be able to discover unless you tell the story right um you know i my first movie that i directed uh was called legend of hell's gate and uh what was funny to me is i didn't participate in this but the story of it is pretty cool we were shooting in this town it was a western movie in texas great cast um look it up legend of hell's gate mm -hmm. but some of the cast members eric belfour uh, lou taylor pucci uh some other people from the film we had like a day off and we were in this town called Mineral Wells. They have this really famous building out there. And it, I mean, it's just this, it's just this, it's so out of place. It's like a skyscraper in this middle of a small Texas town. You know, it's just wonderfully beautiful hotel. I think President Eisenhower Hoover stayed there or something long, long ago in the forties. But anyway, it's completely abandoned now and it's supposed to be haunted and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Those guys like, snuck out during the production of this movie on our off day. And I didn't go, I was directing the film. You know, I'm like, I'm like getting to have no fun with this, but they go off and they have this crazy ghost story adventure 
And, and I didn't really think much about it then. I heard that they kind of like, oh, on Halloween, they went off and they, you know, uh, went into the abandoned building, which they shouldn't have. I think the cops wind up kicking them out or something. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. But uh, it was like seven, eight, maybe nine months later, there used to be this show called like Celebrity Ghost Stories or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching it and they're like, hey, did you see, uh, you know, your co-star, Eric Balfour, that, that was in Legend of Hell's Gate? Did you see him on the Ghost Story movie? And I'm like, no. So I watched the, the scene and he's talking about when they went to Mineral Wells while they were shooting Legend of Hell's Gate. And then they recreated all this stuff for the show. And I'm watching it and I'm like, not only did I miss out on that, but now that's like forever engraved in this, you know, television program. So that was just a really funny behind the scenes, you know, you never know what's going to go on behind the scenes that might show up on TV uh, uh, a few months later. But I was just like, that was bizarre that that was the story, you know? Absolutely. Um, as a, as an actor and, you know, working on some awesome, really cool projects, you've got to know some other pretty cool people. Um, is there, who, who would you say uh, would be pretty mainstream that people would recognize that you know or you hang out with or even just become good friends with over the years? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm 35 years old and I've been out in LA since I was 18. So I've come up with a lot of incredibly talented people. Um, man, I remember back in the day, uh, Kellen Lutz was probably one of my earliest friends uh, out in Los Angeles. He's, uh, you know, star of Twilight, and also he's in um, uh, a new show called um, SWAT, or no, FBI. He's on FBI right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's just a guy I've known forever, one, been one of my best friends for a long, long time. And I met so many people, like, just through him. He, he kind of, he was, like, the first one of our group to kind of, like, really hit it big. And I met Ashley Green, you know, uh, also in Twilight. She's one of my best friends on the planet. Uh, Ryan Rotman, I met through all those guys. And then as the years go by, you just kind of, you know, you get to meet so many more people. And, you know, next thing you know, like one of my dearest friends is Zac Efron. That's awesome. You know, he's obviously like a massive, massive uh, movie star. Um, you know, Tom Welling, a great friend of mine, um, met through you know zach was doing a movie in austin i had a place in austin and we all met next thing you know tom's one of my best friends for years now uh josh damal is a great guy uh so many people man i met you know liam hemsworth is used to live down the street from me and he's you know he's been one of my best friends for a long long time we're getting older now i don't get to see everybody as much but you know we still have like there was there was a place in where I lived in Los Angeles and so many people lived kind of like in proximity and so my house just kind of became a hotel from like 2010 to 2015 16 it was I just called it Hotel Tanner like you know just on any given day it was just like a place to meet it was like a middle ground for everybody to come to like oh let's just meet at Tanner's we'll go there like come by you know you used to have roommates and dogs and it was a really great time man but there's a, a lot of um incredibly talented people that I'm very uh, lucky to get to call friends and then best friends like those friends that will actually pick you up at LAX uh, if you're stranded you know that's when I you know a good friend Aza Gonzalez a great friend of mine you know met her through doing the show in Austin and then wind up you know hanging out in LA um, so a lot of great connections not only through meeting people through doing jobs but meeting people through uh, just coming up in LA and just you know being young during that time of the early 2000s uh, on into the 2010s so uh, talented group of people in my peers for sure. Yeah. So like, this is a kind of a thing that like most people probably don't get to experience, but like, so like when you hang out with these people, you know, these other celebrities, like, what do you guys do? Like, 
what's what's a typical like hey 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 man you want to hang out and like what do you guys end up yeah. doing <laughs> you know uh for my friends we're all kind of like we're all former athletes you mm-hmm. know some kind so we're always like we play a lot of golf i play a lot of golf with my buddies one of my you know uh hashtags for tanner beard golf is you know golf with your friends that's what i've been doing that's one of the most fun me personally, that's one of the, the funnest things I can do on the planet is just go play some golf with my friends. Been doing that with my family growing up, and now I can you know pass that, keep that torch burning, pass the baton. Uh, we play a lot of like really silly games. Like my buddy Paul Corey and Ryan Rotman and I, we just invented a golf game uh, through a really great company and another um, um, pr- uh, part of the owners, I guess, named Carrie. She's really helping us put this thing together. But we have a, a brand of a golf game coming out very soon called chip off the old block. And so we like made this game in our backyard because all it's all we do. We like play little games and shit. Like somebody will come over and next thing you know, we're like throwing dollars down, betting on who can, you know, put this ball in the throw a, you know, tennis ball in a dog's pet kennel or some shit. Who knows? Like (laughs) just make up all these little games all the time. Have a blast doing that. We have a great uh, group of people that we play cards with. A lot of us like to play, you know, poker, get the boys together and have some fun playing cards, like kind of old school stuff. A lot of us go to the movies together, man. You know, it's, uh, it's just what you would, anybody would do with their friends. really. Yeah. It's pretty cool though, to just hear like, you know, people that are like celebrities status, you know, still being able to do what everybody else is doing, but kind of sometimes probably got to be a little bit more secretive about where you're going and all that kind of stuff because you don't want to get Yeah. There's, there is some, sometimes some planning and stuff. I know, you know, uh, especially like Zach, uh, you know, hanging out with him, people are always trying to get something from him. So it's like, all right, we'll go this way, but then we'll go, we're actually going to go left, but we're going to go three, three rights to get there. <laughs> you know? yeah, but uh, it's, it's champagne problems, I guess, you know, sometimes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. You should um, definitely get involved with a couple other cool things coming up too. So um, as you probably saw, we're doing the putt for pledges, but that's something I want to get involved with the mammoth film festival. I think that could be something that would be uh, really cool to help raise money for that and, and have some fun. Uh, it seems like uh, Holy moly had done kind of a, a putt at home type of thing. So, you know, right. it'd be really cool to get everybody involved in doing that and then, you know, raising money for different organizations and charities. So that'd be sure. pretty cool. And then there's a, a neat company called uh, putt 18 out of Australia so they create this uh, this putting mat that you set down, and you, you actually it's like you're playing a full round of golf, but just right. putting. So you have like you start in different tee areas, and then you have to hit different targets. Well, it looks like um, talking with the people for that, you know, they want to do some like global competition. So um, you and I should uh, team up to uh, represent uh, Team oh. USA. I think at some yeah. point. Yeah, hey, that'd be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and and it's fun. and it's cool too because we can do that virtually, but then. Hopefully someday we'll get be able to get together again too, and uh, and and you know just knock them out and all that. So we're, we're going to put it in the ether that uh, things are going to start to shape up, and, and we're going to safely all be joined and reunited again. And this thing will be behind us, and we'll be stronger for it. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be there by the fall. It's just you know people got to just stay safe and 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 be smart about everything that they're doing. Um, you know it it's pretty cool having been on Holy Moly and having the chance to have met you. Um, Cause I don't think we ever would have crossed paths probably if, if, you know, that hadn't happened. Yeah. Um, very so, true, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, if it's, 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 it's
Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe in that golf world somehow we would have uh, gotten to that. Um, so obviously we're both uh, pretty big fans of mini golf too. So I got to know uh, what's one of your favorite courses for miniature golf that you play? Well, uh, there's a course which I've actually seen you. Uh, you've obviously been there because I've seen the pictures and stuff. But uh, the castle in, in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, the um, uh, Castle Park. Castle and Park. Have, yeah, right. and they have – Three courses there, yeah. So they do. It's massive, massive place. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, that's another thing. There was a, a whole group of us that just went out there one time, and uh, there were there was a few people that were that were with us that were recognizable. And I think it's kind of like, ah, what would they be doing at this mini golf course? Mm -hmm. So we never really got bothered. But you could tell they're like, huh, oh. uh, which was kind of funny. But um, you know, that's where before Holy Moly started. I had a, a limited time to try to want to go get my get my mini golf reps in. And that was the course that I chose to, uh, to go practice a little bit before we got to compete on the show. Yeah. And that's, that was a, such a great place to go to the, just the, the, the difference in the design throughout the course. Out there, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, ha the day I happened to be out there too. Um, yeah. It's just weird that when you run into just random people, because for me, you know, being in Wisconsin, there's, it's a high probability of not running into somebody, but it just <laughs> seemed like everybody that, you know, I happened to talk to while I was out there was involved with some sort of show or something yeah. like that. I, the, the guy in front of me playing with his daughter was a, a producer for the Ellen DeGeneres show. Like, like what the heck? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably, it's probably more common than not like, we're yeah, being out there running into like people. You go to the grocery store and you're like, oh, Dustin Hoffman likes Cheerios. How about that? You, know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you, get, you get a little desensitized to it in L.A., but I'm, I'm such a movie fan and a movie lover. Uh, you know, I always appreciate, uh, you know, the excitement of that. I hope I never lose that allure. It's, 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 it's fun to, to uh, be in that world and still love movies and be excited by the people that make it. Uh, do you think you'll uh, ever get a, uh, to a point where you make a, like a golf movie? You know, there's a script I've been working on for quite some time. It's, uh, it's, you know, in the indie world, it's very hard. You're, you're only as good as like your last project. And, and we've been so involved with the festival. Uh, I've only been able to make one movie a year for the last sure. two or three years. I'm very fortunate to even do that. Uh, you never know. But as far as like getting a story told and stuff out there, like writing it, producing it, getting it out there, you know, I'm definitely ready to make uh, uh, this Christmas movie that we have coming up that's been on, you know, slated to go. But we got a bunch of scripts that are just ready to rock and roll. There's so many different formats out there now to try to get those going on. But it's, it's never easy. You know what I mean? It's never easy. I've made 30-something movies, and it's like each one is a new beginning. And your last one almost doesn't even matter anymore. It's like starting over each time. And that's not to disconcern anybody, but it is the truth about just like anything. You know, it's like nobody guaranteed Tom Brady the Super Bowl, you know, okay. the majority of the years that he's played. He just got himself there through hell and high water. And, um, you know, that's kind of what you kind of do for anything that you love as, as a professional in that, in that uh, category, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, uh, this golf movie, it's uh, if we can get it made, it's a sheer classic, instant classic. <laughs> All right. Well, if you need a, if you need a professional miniature golfer, you know where you to know, find me. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so, I want people to, uh, as we're winding down here, I want people to be able to find you, connect with you if, 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 they're, so, if they're so inclined. Um, so what's a good place for uh, people to reach out to you? Yeah, well, I'm on Twitter uh, pretty much for, um, you know, across the board. My handle is at Tanner Beard. 
Uh, I do have a Facebook page. I'm not on there too much, but it's a Tanner Beard page or something. Uh, for sure, check out Mammoth Film Festival for anything related there. DM us, you know, on uh, Instagram, at uh, MammothFF uh, on Instagram. Hit us up, or, or excuse me, on Twitter, and then at uh, Mammoth Film Festival uh, on Instagram. If you have any questions or check out our videos, comment. We usually love to comment back. Me personally, it's at Tanner Beard on Instagram as well. And then um, pretty soon, as we're kind of building up Tanner Beard Golf, uh, you can check that out. But uh, we're hoping to do some really fun, exciting stuff come August. Uh, really, really engaging with Tanner Beard Golf and, and launching, launching some cool brand ideas and stuff like that from there. So. I love it, obviously, because the golf is, is life, right? You know yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so everybody, please uh, make sure to also check out Tanner Beard's uh, uh, guest profile in our guest directory. We'll have a bunch of other cool content in there, direct links to the Mammoth Film Festival. Um, we'll even figure out to find some links and, and clips probably from uh, his earlier days acting and, and uh -oh. everything that we can find. So um, it'll be really cool to check the, that all out. So um, Tanner, I thank you so much for your time today and uh, we'll, be, we'll be chatting soon. You bet, man. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks. And that's all the time we have for today. Don't forget to check out the guest profiles for each of our guests uploaded on Fridays on the Par for the Course Business Podcast website. Tune in next week to hear another great episode of Par for the Course with another great guest and me, Mr. Minigolf. The Par for the Course Podcast is a Mr. Minigolf production. Music was produced by Donald Alford II.